I'm John Kane, and I welcome you to Let's Talk Native on this Tuesday, October 15th. While this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage and in some cases start conversations. We don't do prayers or buffalo speeches. We take a tough look at history, uh, oppression, and survival. Uh, we talk about culture, the arts, politics, and identity, and we do step on a few toes along the way. But a real goal here is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. We will take on the false narratives and provide critical thinking to all that is heaped upon us, and we do it all right here from the Cattaraugus Territory of the Seneca Nation. So let's talk native. But before, before we do, let's, um, let me remind people that this show uh, streams audio on our website, which is www.letstalknative.com. We stream video of the show on Facebook, on our Facebook group pages via Facebook Live. Uh, we share that with a bunch of other Facebook group pages. We take the audio, we put it up on SoundCloud, and we take the video, we put it up on our YouTube channel, which is Let's Talk Native TV, and we'll talk a little bit about that as we go uh, go forward. Uh, but I am the show's host and producer, and I am joined in studio by Jake Proud, who's managing our audio and our video. And, uh, well, let's uh, let's do a recap. <laughs> we made it through, like I said, we made it through um, the annual battle of uh, Indigenous Peoples Day versus Columbus Day. And, you know, I think we won this one. Um, I think we, we fared pretty well. Um, it's funny because I, uh, I was a part of an event that actually uh, at, at a place called Columbus Park in Buffalo, New York. And um, uh, I, it was touted as, a, uh, as an event that I organized, which I really didn't. And I, I don't want to take, take credit. I don't mind taking blame, but I, I don't want to take credit for it. But uh, I was a part of it, and I was, um, you know, basically the media contact for the for the event. And I got to tell you, um, we had really good media coverage. All of the three, you know, uh, news networks, uh, 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 local TV news networks were there. Uh, Channel Seven, Channel Two, Channel Four. Um, uh, Spectrum uh, News was there. Uh, the, the the major radio stations, including the uh, WBFO, the the public radio station. Uh, WBEN, the largest you know talk radio station uh, in in uh, in Buffalo, um, we had we had really good coverage and uh, and and there were a couple other freelancers out there too, and I was really impressed that they that they did more than just um, give me a a one second soundbite. Uh, they gave me an opportunity to really explain what we were there for and what our biggest grievance was. The grievance wasn't that. We don't have, you know, we're not getting enough recognition of a holiday for us, but rather the celebration of a, of a mass murderer. So, um, I thought the coverage was pretty good, and I, and I got, and I got again. I appreciate all of you who who complimented me on uh, on how I handled the media. Um, I was happy to do it, and I think I think you know, together with the, with the with the folks carrying signs and you know standing up to the statue, and you know, uh, I got to give my hats off to, to Agnes Williams as well. Um, uh, Nate Buckley for for really being you know at the uh, um, you know at the at the organizer level of this thing, uh, and you know I'd like to see this thing build each year. I mean it's a park, I mean, and regardless of its name or you know the bronze image there, I think we should take it over. I mean uh, at least once a year and let this this battle continue to ensue. One of the things, one of the questions that was asked uh, of me by the media was 
why do we do it? You know, why do we do this every year? And we come out and we, you know, and we make these. And I said, because we're making progress. I mean, there are towns and villages across the United States that are abandoning. Now, I'll take it back. Towns, villages, counties, school districts, and entire states that have done away with, with the celebration of, uh, of Christopher Columbus on the second Monday of, of October. Um, as I said, you know, to, to the media, I don't really care if you want to give us a holiday or not. The, you know, holidays aren't our thing. Holidays are kind of a white man thing. It's kind of a European thing. I mean, they don't, they don't even call going on vacation going on vacation. They call it going on holiday. I mean, holidays are, are a European thing. <clears throat> you know, frankly, the whole statue and parade, all that stuff is really, you know, kind of a, you know, that, that, that's kind of a European thing. It's not really our thing. Um, I care less if you want to give us a day that we call Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, we don't need to have to single out a specific day to to be thankful for creation or any other stuff. But uh, um, so and 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 it, it actually is a little creepy to have the day that's assigned to us, the day that you know is <laughs> essentially a commemoration of the anniversary of Columbus landing uh, in the Western Hemisphere. So I I, I don't know I, I I'm indifferent about that. I'd rather see it called Indigenous Peoples Day than uh, than honoring you know, Christopher Columbus, and that's the point that I was making. And for all of those who were saying, you know, it doesn't make sense to try to bury history, it's it's American history, I said, and I said, look, I'm not trying to bury history. In fact, let's tell some true history. Let's tell the truth about it. And and the best source of truth is going to come from Columbus himself. He, he wrote a journal. There are other contemporaries, including including. You know, a, a rather prominent religious figure. I mean, in in the Bishop Bartolome de las Casas, he not only wrote a journal, but he wrote two books about the uh, about, again about the atrocities committed by Columbus. And the crazy thing is, when you think about now, there being you know some sort of connection between Catholics and Christopher Columbus, and 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 obviously through you know quote unquote Italian Americans, you know, and the fact that you know they. You know they're predominantly Catholic, and they've made this connection between them and Christopher Columbus, who wasn't really Italian. He was, you know, uh, he was from Genoa. Um, he he's from a place that was not considered Italy at, by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, Italy was the penin- is the was the land base. It was Italia was the was the peninsula. Genoa's not even in the peninsula. It's a part of the 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 country known as Italy today, but it wasn't in 1492. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I made the point that Columbus may not have Italian wasn't even a specific language. It was it was a dialect you know, and whatever he spoke would not be considered what is Italian today. He predominantly spoke and wrote in um, in uh, Spanish and uh, and he spoke in, um, in in Portuguese, wrote in Portuguese. Even when writing to family, he did that. So I don't know. It's. I, again, it's it's a little you know it's a, it's a little peculiar this connection, but you know we we went through a, a lot of that you know with with the media explaining, look if you're going to celebrate you know um, this guy, then we should we should take the time to tell the truth. You know I I've, I've talked about on this show before the fact that the Buffalo School District passed a resolution uh, calling this second Monday of October. Indigenous People's Day and Italian American uh, Heritage or Italian Heritage Day, which was strange because in if you looked at the resolution, there was no, uh, there was there were quite a few whereases in the resolution that explained why it would be called 
Indigenous Peoples Day, but no explanation, no foundation laid for calling it a, a, Italian Heritage Day. And so, I mean, it doesn't make sense to, in terms of the, the format of, of what a, you know, a, a resolution, board resolution, council resolution, whatever. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. But the other thing that they put in there was that they wanted to have like a contest and utilize students to uh, come up with a permanent name for the holiday. And, and I was asked about that. And I said, that's great, except you've been indoctrinating these children since they were five years old uh, with the myths of Columbus. If you're going to want to rely on kids to give an objective and, and an informed uh, opinion about what to call the day, then you're going to need to take the time to educate them, tell, the, tell them the truth. Tell them the truth about what Columbus did, what his landing represented. And and again, yeah, it, it's crazy because the most of the myth associated with Columbus is born out of uh, the writer. Uh, um, what is it? Is it Washington uh, Irving? Washington Irving? Who's the guy who wrote um, uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow? Washington Irving. Um, I, I'm, I, I'll, we'll look it up here. <clears throat> um, but but he wrote Legend of Sleepy Hollow and you know. The the you know the headless horseman all that, those songs anyway the uh, Rip Van Winkle I mean this the guy who wrote those um, Washington Irving yeah that's what was, that's what I thought um, but he wrote a biography of Columbus and most of it's just rife with it, with inaccuracies and embellishments and everything else but that's the that is what is proposed you know promoted as the truth of, of of Columbus ignoring all of the atrocities and I'm saying if you if you want to tap into uh, student opinion and and really empower our kids, which I'm all for doing. You can't empower them if you don't give them the foundation, if you don't give them the education. So let them know that this information exists. Let them know about Columbus's journals, the journals of uh, Bartolome de las Casas and, and, and the books that he's written. Let them learn some of this stuff. I realize that some of it's kind of, you know, it might be tough reading. I mean, it's, or, or, or it's uncomfortable truths, put it that way. And I'm not saying we got to teach five-year-olds about the rape culture of Europe. But let's not pretend that Columbus was his brave hero. And and here's a quote. I mean, as as the media covered this thing, um, I think Channel 7, I think it was, they were trying to, again, be, they were trying to pretend they were Fox News and wanted to be fair and balanced. So they, they kept going back and forth to, um, uh, to the... Uh, what is an organization called the um, Federation of Italian American Societies, and they wanted to make sure that they, you know, that they gave them their due. But and here's a quote from from the the second vice president of the Federation of Italian American Societies. He said, "Columbus is obviously very important to us because he was a hero. He's one of the greatest mariners the world has ever known." Now, look, there is no basis for for that assessment of who Christopher Columbus was. I mean, he went, he was returned to Spain in chains one time because of the crimes the, uh, that he had committed against people, including against Spaniards. I mean, he wasn't just a brutal, a brutal dictator to, to native people predominantly, but he was also pretty brutal to the, to the Spanish people as well. And so they locked him up. They locked him and his brother up and they, and they hauled his ass back to Spain where he was put on trial. Ultimately, the king pardoned him because apparently he was getting enough wealth out of uh, out of these you know the slave the slave trade that was started but <clears throat> but i mean to 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 say this guy was a hero and ignore the facts i mean the, and the facts that are well documented in history 
I'm saying let, the, let let our kids hear it. Let our kids our kids hear the truth, and then sure let's let's tap into the their thoughts on the whole thing. You know, the other question was about whether the the statue should come down, and I said sure. You know, rip the rip the damn thing down. It's a it's a false narrative. It represents the celebration of an individual, but if you don't want to rip it down, then perhaps you need to do something in this same area that will represent the truth of Columbus and and provide the counter narrative to it. <clears throat> Whether we put up, you know, some some kiosks around it with uh, with plaques that that maybe visualize some of the atrocities that he committed eh, within reason. I, I realize we don't want to gross people out, but this is a guy who who severed the hands off of, of people who didn't, uh, you know, pay a, a enough duty to him. This is a guy who executed almost in a religious ritual, you know, the way he would actually execute people in at 13 at a time to represent the apostles and Jesus. And oftentimes they'd hang them or they'd put them, uh, they'd crucify them and then burn, you know, uh, build a fire at their feet. I mean, there was all kinds of, you know, just incredible things. There's the stories of, uh, of human, you know, native bodies being used as dog food, including live babies. I mean, it's it, it it's it's really an incredible story when when you hear some of the truth. And and again, a bishop, a guy who should have gotten a lot more credibility with the Catholic Church, who apparently gets none within the Italian American communities uh, in in the United States, they'll 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 completely dismiss what a bishop wrote, but rather rely on Washington Irving's account of uh, of, of the heroism of Christopher Columbus. It, it's just it's just absurd, but. Um, uh, look, this this is you know I was able to have a, an opportunity to um, to explain some of this stuff, and I was pleased that the networks and and the radio stations really let my let my words resonate. And you know, so when I say that I think we won this battle this year, I think we did. You know, look, they had their parade on Saturday, and they had their special church mass, you know, celebrating Columbus on Sunday, where they went to the um, the Columbus statue and laid a wreath at the base of the course they made sure that wasn't around when we showed up on on, on monday um but you know then across the country i mean in, in california and rhode island and, and other places i'm sure there was um some some clear vandalism that took place including red paint and signs and uh and you know uh graffiti written across these columbus statues in fact the, the statue that we were at on monday has experienced the same thing in years past they had a pretty good police presence uh around there this time though make sure that that nobody uh, did anything to deface their their beloved Christopher Columbus, but uh, um, but I think we I think we did good. We we got a couple of good pictures, including with some signs with uh, that kind of labeled them more accurately than the uh, than than the the base of the statue does. But I also have to say, look, there are um, there are worse monuments than the one here in Buffalo. I, I think about the one in Syracuse that has you know like absolutely the, these these native the images of native people who look more like, again, Plains Indians at the feet, groveling at the feet of Columbus. Um, the, the same thing with the, uh, the, the monument at Columbus Circle in New York City. Same kind of thing. I mean, it's, 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 it's absolutely deplorable. I mean, when you, when you consider what, what these monuments are representing, uh, it, it's, it's not just a false narrative. I mean, it, it's, it's bullshit. I mean, it really is. There's no other, there's no other way to really even characterize it. But but I, I made it clear when when I posted some of the media uh, stories on on Facebook, um, I specifically addressed this uh, Joseph Fiorella um, from the Federation of Italian American Societies. He says, no, he wasn't a hero. 
And he wasn't a skilled navigator. He was a lost buffoon who enslaved and murdered the people who saved his sorry ass. And that's what I posted. Because, look, when you when you do um, navigate and you do uh, go out on these expeditions to uncharted um, areas of the sea, you have to be smart enough to only go as far as your food will take you and still allow you, or not just food, provisions in general, as far as your provisions will take you and still give you enough provisions to make it back. Columbus had already gone past the point of no return. Had he not run into an area, to a land base, and a people who were willing to feed him and help him, including help him when they wrecked the Santa Maria uh, on the rocks, um, you know, on the on these islands, and help helped you know save some of the people. I mean, these people helped Columbus, and he returned their kindness by by slavery and murder and rape. I mean, this is this is was the gratitude that Columbus. So no, not a hero. Not, you know, somebody who, who warrants this kind of praise or celebration. You know, uh, again, I couldn't have said it any more clear than to say that you, the nobody should be celebrating a mass murderer. I mean, you wouldn't have a Hitler Day or a, you know, Leopold Day or any of these other people who did these, you know, absolute heinous things to, you know, to oppress people. But, um, you know, but again, in, in this world, they like to praise, um, you know, praise the, the myth of Columbus. Now, we preemptively did uh did what we could to to make sure that we had a proper narrative out there um uh jake and i worked uh and and i got i gotta tell you jake did more of the work than i did i just it's easy it's easier to be on the front of the camera than behind the camera but we produced a uh, another youtube video and we released it last saturday right after our show and it was um uh it was pretty good i mean i i, I think it's very good and and right now this video that we've produced has had more views than any other video we've produced so far. Um, we're, we're probably, we're, we're right around 2,000 views right now. Um, it's upped our, our subscribers numbers up, up, up pretty handily. Uh, I still want to encourage people to check it out. It's called Columbus in His Own Words. Um, we've got the video here up on the screen. Um, it is, it, it, you know, it's, it's nothing that you've got to invest in evening. It's only a nine minute video, but, um, we use the words of Columbus, um, you know some of his contemporaries, including uh, Bartolome de las Casas, to tell the real story of Columbus. And look, we didn't write the words. We we just we I I just spoke them again. You know these are this is coming from them. Yeah, you know, I offered a little bit of, of opinion, but most of what this video includes are the words from the folks who were there and were experiencing. It. And and nobody more you know who who has offered more. Of in, more insight than, than Bartolome de las Casas, and and he was a former slave owner himself, one who was per, uh, absolutely partook in um, uh, the African uh, slavery, uh, in, you know, bringing the slaves from Western Africa up up to Europe, but um, basically became a priest and ultimately a bishop of the Bishop of Chiapas, and he wrote about the atrocities that Columbus and and his men and the people who would follow, you know, come after Columbus. These these heinous acts that they committed against the uh, against the native people, and you know he he you know, produced you know accurate numbers or what we have to assume is accurate numbers. And again, I'm not praising the church in any way, shape, or form. The you know as much as you know Columbus is to blame for for much of the atrocities that were done, the monarchies, including you know especially the Spanish monarchy and the Catholic Church, the Vatican, they they have plenty of responsibility in this thing. But 
and and I'm not gonna you know say that you know, Bartolome de las Casas was without fault because clearly he he wasn't, but but he offered you know a a real stark account of, of the things that took place there, and and our video really takes takes a bunch of that stuff and and puts it and packages it up for for people to hear. And but but I'll tell you, if you watch our video, by all means. Do some research yourself. I mean, we I cite Howard Zinn's uh, uh, book, um, uh, People's History of the United States. That's uh, that's an excellent resource. So is uh, Roxanne Dunbar Ortiz's book, which is uh, uh, an indigenous people's history of the United States. But there there are plenty of places you can go directly to the to the books of Bartolome de las Casas to the directly to the journals of uh, of Christopher Columbus. You can find plenty of information. Um, just don't don't read Washington Irving's account because it, it isn't an accurate account. It is, you know, it's a story just like Rip Van Winkle and the, you know, legend of sleepy hollow. It's, it, it's a story. Um, and, it, but, and it's not true, but the truth can be found and it can be had. You just, but, but you have to be willing to look for it. And, uh, if you want to know, but if you want to just continue to, to praise a guy and ignore the, you know, the truth of the matter. And, and, and again, I, I can't tell you how many, the most common um, criticism that we got, either for doing the event yesterday uh, at the at the park off of uh, uh, Porter and Niagara, uh, or criticism of, of our video, comes down to um, whether you know wh- where the material comes from. Have we cherry picked? Have we you know have we um, you know ignored the other side? And look, we're we're and of course the other criticism is that we're trying to bury history. So when when somebody says, "Well, if you take the statues down, you're just you know you're just gonna you know bury history." No, for one thing, with the statue, the statues represent the false narrative. the 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 statues and the parades and and the you know all of this other hype that those represent the whitewashing of of American history. They they simply aren't true. What the, what these kids are learning from from five year old five years old all the way up through college, most of it's just flat out untrue. So. So what's the solution? The solution is, is is providing some truth. I'm not saying bury the history. Let's let's tell the history. In fact, that's we're using this false narrative as the basis for telling the true narrative. So we aren't using props. We aren't using statues and or, or the kiosks that I suggested before. Right now, we're just using our voices and we're we're using our bodies. We're showing up, uh, you know, at these events and we're speaking out, and we'll we'll continue to do it. I equate this much in much the same way. As our battle against mascots and uh, and and some of the what I consider the unique racism that Native people experience, and and when I say unique, I'm not saying that it's worse. I'm not saying it's more violent. I'm I'm just saying that it's that it's different. It's unique. You know, there are no other people who are used um, for mascots. There are no other people whose um, violent oppressor is praised in the way that that Christopher Columbus is. I mean, you don't have some champion of, you know, of the slave trade that they make a holiday. Uh, nobody And nobody praises Hitler in the United States. I mean, well, I almost like nobody. Obviously, there's plenty of neo-Nazis, uh, right-wing, you know, white supremacists, I guess, who do. But from a society standpoint, most of these people who committed these heinous acts are condemned, except, except for Christopher Columbus. And... And nobody would allow somebody to make light of the atrocities committed against people, like posting Braves scalped after a baseball game, you know, or 
get ready for another trail of tears um, you know, at a football game or, or impaling an Indian head um, at, a, at a football game just because the, the Eagles are playing the, you know, the Washington football team. This, the, the kind of acceptance to this thing, and, and, I, and I, I kind of explain this away too. And there's a reason that the unique racism against Native people is acceptable. It's because we are such a small, marginalized group that most Americans, and, and of all colors, can regard the racism against Native people as something that has very little social impact. We're, we're a small group of people. If they know we exist at all, most, you know, many, and I would say most Americans think we only exist as, you know, some trace ancestry, the, the type of which Elizabeth Warren would claim. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, they're part Native. But, yeah, they're, they're all Americans now. Yeah, they've, they've all been assimilated. So you can, you know, you can absolutely negate our existence as a distinct people and not have to, not to, have to feel any burden by the racism that, that, that is expressed against our people through mascots or, or, you know, or Christopher Columbus or anybody else. But, you know, again, uh, I think we did a decent job, and, and I, I, you know, I'm proud of the work that I did. And, again, I appreciate those of you who, uh, who gave me the attaboys for, you know, for, for how I, uh, you know, uh, carried, you know, some of the conversation at, the, at this event. Uh, I wish, you know, I, I wish I could, you know, be in New York at the same time. I wish I could be in, in all these other places. Um, but you know we're gonna keep we're gonna keep at it and we're gonna keep the work keep the work going. So um, uh, I thought it was I thought we had a good day yesterday, um, even if we didn't have a huge turnout. I mean there may have been almost as many press people there as there were protesters, I guess. But uh, um, but I think we represented ourselves well, and, and I'm I'm proud of the people who did show up. We could have used a little bit more from from Seneca Nation or Tuscarora or Tonawanda or some of these other places, but uh, you know we had we had a decent showing, and and I'm proud of the people, and, and I'm, I'm grateful to the people who showed up. Uh, and you know, again, many of them were non-native. So these are the allies, you know, um, that we have. You know, and, and and those allies were were a diverse crowd. So um, I, I was grateful for all of them for showing up. So all right, hey, we're at the bottom of the hour. So uh, uh, we'll get ready. We'll, we'll take a break here, and we'll come back. Uh, I, I want to you know cover a few things that are coming that I'm going forward with, including an event I'm doing in New York, um, and, and just just give a little more explanation on some things that are unfolding as as we go. But, um, yeah, we'll take a break. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. We'll be right back after this. In a race against the sun, make the most of my day, rising bright and Places to go, got people to see, miles to drive, and time for me.
Okay, I want to uh, thank our sponsors. Before I get uh, back into it, I want to thank Ross and Holly John and the RJE Family of Businesses. I want to thank uh, Eric White and ERW Enterprises and uh, the good folks at uh, Grand River Enterprises and um, uh, uh, Native Wholesale Supply for, for their support for the program that we do here, which uh, also is, is the same support that we use for, for making our trips to New York uh, to do our show down there. Now, I, I've talked a little bit about what's happening with the, the, the radio station that I'm involved with um, in New York and some of the internal struggles that are going on between them and their parent company. Uh, I'm not going to belabor the point here. I still plan to do a show on Thursday, um, whether we're back on the air at WBAI or not, we'll do one here on uh, you know Facebook live streaming and I'll put it up as a podcast. So I'll, I'll address it on Thursday one way or the other um, and rather than do it here. But, but suffice to say that uh, that the good folks at WBA are, are fighting like hell for their survival, and they seem to be making some headway in terms of getting control back of the station from the the, the parent company Pacifica um, uh, uh, Radio. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. But uh, you know, one way or the other, I still plan on doing um, uh, you know trying to have a presence in New York and 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 including doing events in New York. In fact, I've got an event coming up this Friday. So whether I do a show in New York on Thursday or not, on Friday I'm going to be in New York, and that's uh, uh, Friday, October 18th at 7.30 p.m. at Verso Books, and that's at 20 J Street um, in Brooklyn, New York. So it is uh, that's an event that I'm doing. And and i got to tell you, I'm again, I'm pleased to be the first guest uh, of what um, is being planned as a, as a series, um, uh, which is about power to the people, giving, you know, acknowledging power to the people. And we're going to, this series has been kicked off with me, um, conversation with John Kane. Uh, we are going to fundraise for, for WBAI while we're there as well. But um, if you're in New York City, and maybe we'll figure out if we can stream it somehow. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do, but um, try to make, make some of what we're doing down there available. There's a lot to talk about beyond, you know, what's happening at WBAI, the, the, you know, the status of um, native resistance in, in so, at so many levels, everything from environmentally, economically, uh, politically, uh, we we've got so much uh, you know that we can address there. So um, that's the intent to do this event again at Verso Books in Brooklyn. Um, I am I'm not giving up on trying to uh, avail myself to the New York City audience, and and for a very good reason. I mean, it's the largest media market in the United States, and the opportunity that um, the, the WBAI has given me, and and now I've kind of built up built up on. Is the opportunity to reach to reach into that media market and explain who we are. As I've said before, 
I've, I have two shows. I have the shows that I do back here, which is Let's Talk Native, which for me, what we try to do here is empower um, Native people. You know, not saying that non-Native people can't benefit from what we do here, but this show is about empowering our own people with um, uh, with some of the dialogue and some of the conversation and some of the talking points that, that we need um, as we are confronted with many of these issues, you know, whether it's, you know, Columbus story or mascots or, or whatever. I mean, uh, uh, some of the autonomy that we, we fight against the state or the counties with. I mean, heck, what was the what was the story this week? Uh, county, you know, some council, you know, uh, county legislators or whatever, they tried to pass some sort of resolution that to force the governor, and this was from Seneca County. I mean, um, trying to force the governor to shut the, the Seneca gaming down. It's like, give me a freaking break. These guys are, you know, a bunch of local yokels, a bunch of Trump uh, followers to, to boot, you know, that think that they're going to force, you know, the governor to shut, at least local yokels are going to shut down Seneca Gaming. It's, 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 but this is the kinds of things that we try to do here on this show is address that and do, so our people are equipped to confront the racism uh, and the bigotry that the Native people experience. So, but in New York, uh, although there, there's a pretty good Native population in New York, New York, New York City uh, as well, I'm trying to educate the non-native people down there, so they understand that that native people do, and myself in particular, that I have a distinct perspective than the one that they, uh, in all likelihood, harbor. And so I want people to understand that that we have a different way of viewing certain things. And and I offer my perspective, and, and with my co-host Shawnee Rice, she offers hers, and we don't always agree on, on issues relating to you know, non-native politics and voting and some of that stuff. I mean, we're, we're pretty much lined up on many of the social justice issues, but um, uh, I think we offer a, di- a diverse response. And, and of course, she's much younger than me. She's, you know, she's a, a native person living in the city. And of course, she's female. So we end up having, um, uh, even with as native people, we, we come at you know, many of these issues from, from a little bit different uh, perspective. So uh, that's what we, we, we do there. And so I just want to, so people understand that there's there's a difference in the show that I do here and the show that I do in New York. Um, again, it, it it isn't always a different audience, but the tone and the tenor of what we try to do is to um, is to you know address a, a, perhaps a different audience. So and that that's all that we do. Hey, I got to bring up something else. I don't know if anybody saw this, but um, uh, Andrew Cuomo, Prince Andrew, as I call him, or uh, others call him the governor. Uh, kind of stepped in it a little bit. The New York Times had a story, um, uh, and it was something, and I may not get the right the, the title exactly right, but it was something like, you know, how how Italians became white, and and it kind of, in a way, it kind of relates back to some of this this Columbus stuff because what what most people call Italian Americans are oftentimes the um, the folks from Southern Italy, darker complexion, um, uh, people who were very very oppressed. You know, not the you know the Florence, you know the Florentine Italians. I mean, we're talking about the Sicilians and the people down down in the boot area of the of the Italian Peninsula. These are the um, uh, you know when, when people think of the the classic quote unquote Italian American, that's who they're talking about. And and they were very very well very persecuted when they first came to the United States as immigrants. Um, they you know they were not again they weren't quite viewed as white people. You know, like anybody of a darker complexion was 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 scrutinized by the by the you know the white supremacy of uh you know that it's always been a part of the United States, but you know certainly was 
Um, very, very clear then. Um, uh, some believe that the whole Columbus thing was born out of a lynching that took place in New Orleans where a bunch of Italian-Americans were lynched. I know New York had a lot to do with it. New York State and New York City in particular had a you know, w- was the landing spot for, for many Italian immigrants. Southern Again, Southern Italian immigrants. Um, and Cuomo was was trying was quoting either I think part of the story from the New York Times, and what he was referring to was that that during that that influx of uh, Italian immigration into into the United States, that Italians were were referred to, and and he 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 literally said the words, which you know, again, however people feel about it, but it, he said Italians were were called, and I'm going to say it here, so hold on. They were called nigger wops. And he actually said those words. You know, of course, I just said it too, but I'm not the governor of the state of New York. But um, uh, so with him saying those words, it was like a whole lot of oohs and ahs, and, and it turns it's turned into a story all by itself. And, and you know, now they've asked other black, you know, politicians to weigh in on him using the N-word. Of course, he wasn't calling anybody the N-word. He was, he was making a reference to, I mean, in the context that he was using it, I don't really have a problem with it. But uh, uh, look, I've I've explained how Native people have been called everything from "quote unquote" prairie niggers to red niggers and stuff like that, and uh, and 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 I don't say it with any kind of approval of the use of the N word. But um, you know, for for all those people who who will use the word and will will say the N word, but have no problem saying redskin, well, shame on you for your hypocrisy. But um, no, but Andrew Cuomo stepped in it pretty good because he, he actually spoke those words and, and you know, for a politician to actually, I mean, frankly, I think I think saying things like N-word makes people think the word anyway. I mean, that's what, I know a couple of comedians have done that. Why you say N-word? You're only making me say it in my own head, right? <clears throat> but anyway, so Cuomo kind of stepped in it. But, you know, and this all comes in, Cuomo, you know, so what, what I always say that you know, racism isn't just a right thing, it's a white thing. Cuomo is, is a Columbus apologist, and he's done and he's done it over and over again. He forever is, is saying that, you know, the United States is a country of immigrants. And he may, you know, after he's done saying some of that, say, well, unless you're a native person. But, uh, you know, there's always an effort to try to make us, you know, try to uh, convince people that, that we're only earlier immigrants. But even when Cuomo says that, he ignores the fact that, you know, you know, half a million um, black people were were hauled in in chains to the you know to North America, which would you know which is much of the foundation of the entire um, you know uh, you know black population of the United States. I mean, uh, not only were they were, was a half a million people brought to North America, but then they they were treated as chattel, and and you know their children were born into slavery, and they expanded the the population of of um, of the slaveholding in the United States that, you know, right now, you know, black people represent a, a pretty significant percentage of the population, some of the 13, 14, 15% of the, of the U S population. Um, and frankly, even back in the, at the, you know, the beginning of the, uh, uh, of the 19th century, the, the black population was pretty significant compared to the, to the white population, but they weren't considered people. They were considered, you know, you know, slaves, you know, chattel, um, but it's you know again I think when you hear how the language is used and how um, you know when people say well we shouldn't be whitewashing history history is a is a constant whitewash I mean it is what it, that's what it is 
And and politicians are notorious for doing that. And and not just the politicians on the right. The politicians on the left do the same thing. I mean, one of the strong criticisms that people have um, with uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is that um, she didn't sign on to the Indigenous Peoples Day thing. She said she thinks that the the date should be you know used for a holiday for voting. It should be just election day, voting day. Um, you know, like I said, frankly, I could I could care less, or I couldn't care less. Put it that way, I should say. Um, whether you know they try to assign a holiday. Same same with like the the month of November when they call it National Native American Heritage Day. I mean, you know, I don't know what the hell that's supposed to even mean because if heritage is supposed to be tied to our history, we can't even get people to tell the truth about the history. And nobody will own up to the residential school issues, to, you know, the massacre issues, to, you know, the the bounty issues. You know, I saw somebody comment uh, when I when I raised an issue about the 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 banner on uh, the television, you know, um, coverage of the Atlanta baseball loss to to the Cardinals. When I said you know, what you know how wrong it was to say brave scalp, this is well that shouldn't matter. Um, Native people were never scalped; they were the ones who did the scalping, which is, it just kind of shows the level of ignorance that exists uh, amongst again, especially amongst white people. But um, the idea that that there is a uh, a large segment of the population who don't realize that scalping was uh, what Native people were scalped for their bounties. That's how it started that it you know scalping wasn't a native thing in fact you'll hear you know time and time again you'll hear different uh, uh native uh, people say well we didn't do any scalping well frankly nobody did until white people started scalping uh scalping native people and that and that's where you know it was it was done as much in, in retaliation and again uh not because we we're paying bounties but that's what that's what they did it for so i i wanted to I wanted to mention that hey I also want to say I opened up with uh, Charlie Lowry and Darkwater Rising. Um, I intentionally used hometown hero because of the the claims that uh, that the hometown wants to claim Columbus is a hero. It's a complete misuse of uh, of her song, but I I was trying to make light of, uh, of of the whole Columbus being called a hero by their by the Italian American community here. You know, look and back on that note. I have no beef with it with Italian Americans or Italian Italians. Period. I you know I look. I, I love the food. Um, I am very good friends with with many people who are would consider themselves Italian Americans or are part of the Italian American community. Um, but I, I again I can't condemn enough the um, the praise of of a guy who has very little to do with Italian heritage. I mean. Again, Christopher Columbus wasn't Italian in the true sense of the word. I mean, when at the time that that he was a you know um, a navigator, um, he Italy didn't exist as a country, and so I think for Italian Americans who try to use Columbus as a way to gain some sort of social acceptance into the in, into the you know white supremacy and the in the in the white dominant culture of the United States, well, shame on you for. I, I if if I'm not going to shame you for using him, shame on you for continuing to use him. Look, you guys have arrived. Like I said, New York Times, you guys are white people now. <laughs> Maybe you weren't, but you are now. You don't need Columbus anymore. And you know what? There are many other Italians, you know, from Italy that um, uh, you'd be much you'd be much better to hook your wagon to you know to Da Vinci or Michelangelo or you know 
any number of people, but you know, if if you feel you must, I, I think, I think what uh, I think Italians have, have have accomplished some great things, you know, even as Italian Americans, and and I don't think they need to attach themselves to you know to a mass murderer, a, a guy who you know was responsible for slavery and you know uh, taking the, bringing the European rape culture to to the Western Hemisphere, especially knowing that he was a bit of a buffoon. The reason that he he required you know Spanish sponsorship was because none of the other countries who knew better, you know, would buy into his his BS about the the planet being small enough that he could sail um, sail west to make it to Asia. I mean, if there weren't a continent there, he never would have made it anyway. Just because it would have been, he, they would have died at sea. And in fact, you know, had they not been supported by the Arawak and uh, and the native people that they uh, encountered, they they would have perished anyhow. And so anyway, um, I'm not going to keep belaboring the point. I, you know, I was glad that we seem to have represented ourselves very well. Um, I know that there's, you know, strong movements in many places. There's state. Uh, somebody just told me North Carolina is no longer um, acknowledging you know, it, uh, the the day as Columbus Day. There are states and after states after states that have. Uh, uh, begun to, I think, eleven states altogether have stopped using it. Many school districts have changed, and of course, in New York, this will be one of the holdouts because New York, I think, is, has the largest uh, percentage of Italian American heritage um, uh, than any other state. And if you look to places like Buffalo and New York City, those urban areas uh, um, probably top the list. So it'll be it'll be a long time coming before uh, you know the Italians in in these areas. Are gonna our Italian Americans in these areas will give up on the hero worship of Christopher Columbus? But the way we accomplish it is by education, and and I do plan to to voice my my opinions and uh, and and share some, you know, some of the history with the uh, with the Buffalo School District as they as they consider what they're going to do going forward, and um and uh, and I have no problem condemning them for for you know playing a pretty weak hand thus far. So uh, I just wanted wanted to mention some of that stuff. Um, all right, what's, what else is going on? Okay, we're, so we're going to, um, uh, with the success of, of the video that we that we just released, and, and we do expect this thing to uh, to get some pretty good numbers. Look, we're not producing squirrel video, so we're not going to get a million views. But when we start, you know, t- you know, topping a thousand and getting two, three, four thousand views, then we know we're we're starting to gain some uh, some attention. So we're going to continue with this, and the, the next video we're going to do is going to be on the residential school. Um, issue uh, obviously we as we get through October we're coming into November when you know there's some additional attention that gets paid towards native people because they do you know most presidents I don't know if this the moron in the White House this time will do it but uh, most presidents declare November Native American Heritage Day um, and then they they assign the day after Thanksgiving um, you know the specific day but we you know it it doesn't really give us that much more attention, but it, this is the time of year when when schools invite me to come in and speak to them and that kind of stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna try to do um, the videos on uh, on a more regular basis. And I know I've said that before, and 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 then we and then we slacked off. But uh, um, we're trying to figure out a way to pace ourselves, and uh, and we think we've got a, a better formula for, for for the for our videos now. And we're not gonna try to wear it out, but um, uh, we're gonna try to continue to produce videos that are the size um you know for the contemporary attention span but that are packed with enough information 
and you know so people can feel comfortable viewing it and sharing it and commenting on it and like i said the next one that we do we do plan to uh to address you know again a relatively unknown uh, part of quote-unquote american or canadian history which is the residential school uh era and and we're gonna we're gonna show some facts associated with that we're gonna you know pull up the the research and we're not going to lie about it. We're not going to embellish it. We're going to, you know, tell the the truth to it. But I know that I offer some things in in the perspective or offer perspective to some of this that others haven't. And and although I don't have the resources to, you know, to put a team of researchers on it, one of the things that um that I feel strongly about is that much of the the sex abuse scandals um that have plagued the churches, not just the Catholic Church either. Um they can find they can trace some of the roots of that sexual abuse to these residential schools where where children were in their care and they didn't ever have to be confronted by parents or or any the society at large they they had unfettered and complete control of of children without anybody scrutinizing them or they were accountable to nobody and uh, that's just that's just a recipe for disaster and that's exactly what these residential schools were and we're gonna like i said we're gonna try to you know package up a video that is you know again appropriate um but honest and when when people view it they will um they will again walk away with with more knowledge than than before they uh before they they see it and 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 i i think it's important that people know what the residential schools were what they call the boarding uh schools were um the kill the indian save the man and and not only um these schools that existed for over 100 years but the legacy that that come that, that follows it and that legacy not only of of destroying, you know, some of the the uh, the nurturing and the, and the capability uh, for for parents to to be loving and nurturing, but also how the residential schools would uh, essentially would continue through the foster care system and the adoption system. So we're going to get into into some of that, but um, so you'll be looking for that. That'll be, be coming up next. But in the meantime, please do look at the Columbus video that we just did. Columbus in his own words. Uh, and if you subscribe to our channel, you can find other videos. Uh, you know, I I, I just posted, uh, I, I saw somebody posted the the full documentary associated with the Doctrine of Christian Discovery. I think it's important if you if you watch that that you also look at the video that we did on Ruth Bader Ginsburg because she, who is touted as a as the liberal darling of the Supreme Court, uh, has a pretty racist view of Native people when it came to the Doctrine of Discovery. So uh, we've got videos on 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 a lot of this stuff that went back to the, the conflict with Niagara Falls and the governor of New York over gaming. I've discussed um, one of the other popular videos we did was the one where I explained what the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act was. Um, so there's, there's a lot of good videos. And those are beside the uh, the videos that we do of the, where we take our shows and we post them up. So I have the short-form videos uh, that you can you can parse out and take a look at, um, and of course we we post every show up on YouTube as well. So um, again, our YouTube channel is uh, Let's Talk Native TV. Um, again, if you subscribe to the channels, you'll get the channel. You'll get a notification every time we post up a new video. Um, I again, I ask that you not only view um, the videos as we post them, but uh, if if it strikes a tone with you, I hope that you'll you'll offer a comment or that you'll share the videos. Um, like I said, this this uh, latest video that we've done is 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 our is, is the most viewed video we've produced so far, and uh, and we're gonna try to keep continue to educate people through these uh, through this platform. So uh, so look for that. And of course, we do this show 
on every uh, Tuesday and every Saturday. Eh, sometimes we play around with the schedule because sometimes duty calls in other directions. So um, our live uh, stream, while it's available, um, most of the views for these shows are, are done after the fact. So um, or they're they're listened to in podcast form. So um, so look for it, look for it that way as well. But uh, um, and as far as my show in New York, which is a, a talkback show, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna solve that issue whether WBAI gets it solved or whether we come up with some solutions here. But uh, between uh, Jake Proud and myself, we're going to continue to crank out information and we're going to continue to uh, produce videos and other um, uh, other means for, for getting uh, some truth out and getting getting the conversation started. Uh, and like I said, sometimes these truths are uncomfortable. Um, they're uncomfortable for us too because nobody wants to cite example after example after example of... Uh, of the atrocities that are committed against them. And, and I don't either. What makes me proud is that we have survived the, the, this, this onslaught, this genocide, this 500 year genocide that, that we are still here. And look, we aren't all here. wholly. I will say, I think many of us are damaged through assimilation, through poverty, through, you know, much of the, the social injustice that has been inflicted upon us. But there are, many of us who are bound and determined to exist as distinct people. And, and sometimes we have to fight our own to do it, you know, and that's, that's part of the challenge. And, and, and the challenge is not just fighting, but how do you reach out? How do we communicate? You know, one of the things that I hear all the time from people is that I'm glad you said that, you know, I've kind of, I've, I've always thought that, but I never knew how to put it into words. Well, that's what we try to do here. So we want to empower our people to, you know, to not be afraid to, to, you know, to be proud of your distinction, not just, you know, some ancestry. I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, having, you know, some remnants uh, of, of your culture, but I'm saying embrace it all. I advocate decolonization. One of the things that I posted on Facebook this week was uh, about my pages, you know, my let's talk native page in particular. I don't, I didn't create that page so people could, uh, advocate their religious beliefs you know or, or try to get people to go to church or enlist in the armed forces or get the vote out you know i'm and when somebody posts that stuff on my page i'm either going to confront them on the page or i'm just going to delete the post you know pretty much i let opinions be expressed but if you're advocating uh, assimilation on my page you're going to be either met with confrontation um a challenge or I'll, if if I don't think that the challenge is you know I don't if I don't think it's up up for the challenge then then I'll just d- delete the post. So uh, this isn't about censorship. There are lots of places that people can advocate their their spiritual beliefs, their you know their their Christian beliefs. There's lots of pages that people can go at, you know campaign on. There are, I mean part of the reason frankly that I didn't I didn't go to the Indigenous Peoples Day celebration in New York was because I felt like it was it was being hijacked a little bit by. Uh, by somebody I had as a guest on this show, Mark Charles, in, in his so-called run for presidency. No, I wasn't going to be a part of that. Uh, so I try to make create distance between myself and those who um, who promote assimilation. And I won't let my pages uh, or this platform be used for that. Um, if somebody comes on the show and tries that, then they're going to be met with, the, with some pretty pretty strong um, debate. and that's And I take pride in that. I just wanted to, you know, put that out there. All right, so we will be back here on uh, on Saturday, um, and we will be doing a show 
that is essentially my New York show uh, on Thursday. At least that's thus far. That's what the, that's what the plan is. Whether we do it here or whether I do it in New York, well, I guess we'll see. But uh, for now, I want to thank you for listening to this show. And again, I thank you all of you who uh, who offered your kind uh, comments about uh, what we did yesterday at uh, uh, in Buffalo on the the Columbus thing. So uh, uh, again, thanks for the feedback, and uh, we'll we'll see you uh, see you for the next show. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Thanks for watching. Y'all.